The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if? What if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? Introducing the all-new RAV4 Hybrid. 208 combined horsepower and standard all-wheel drive make it the most powerful RAV4. Plus, with its head-turning style and breakaway speed, it's bound to change the way you think of a hybrid. The all-new RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota. Let's go places. Horsepower. Ratings achieved using the required premium and gasoline with an octane rating of 91 or higher. Premium fuel is not used. Performance will decrease. Welcome to Brain Machine Network. Dot com. Hello, Internet, and plus the rest of the world also, and anyone who speaks English, basically. Um, welcome to another episode of... Duck Tank. That was hard as hell. I like that. Oh, I like that. Oh wow. Oh wow. Dark Tank, this is the oh. this is the podcast where white people try their best and often fail. Uh very look very much looking forward to this episode. Um because I think we're gonna have a lot of material. Um so today's topic is uh how to protest. I feel like we've been looking for a lot of solutions for a long time. Mm. A lot of things have been tried and failed. Sneeze. Never mind. <laughs> bless you. Oh, bless you. bless you. It returns. And <laughs> to that effect, we've brought on a few guests for uh, for the show this evening or afternoon or morning, whenever you decide to watch the show. Um, presenting this week will be my good friend, Mr. James Hamilton, who is the recent winner of the Moth New York City Grand Slam. Ooh. Is that correct? Um, yes. Welcome. How are you thank doing, James? I'm, I'm, I'm great. Thank yeah? You. yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you for w- walking into this perfect trap yes. that I've set here. Yes. Um, I, uh, I always appreciate a well-laid trap, uh, even when I'm the one being trapped. So. Yeah. I'm really excited um, to have you here. Yeah. What did you have for breakfast? Uh, I had a, a large chocolate chip cookie today because I was like, you know what? Just today is the day that racism as we know it begins to end. You know, and so it, you it begins its downfall. So I was. So like, you decided to start by crushing up something brown. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, yes, the traps begin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the trap has begun. Yes. It's Great. sort of like a Caucasian rewarding of self as well. It's very interesting <laughs> yeah, to me. The, yeah. Okay. It's yep. just interesting. Obviously, yeah, I'm going to be it. impartial, but I'm interested. Just yeah. an interesting yeah. place to start. Obviously impartial. <laughs> okay, cool. Interesting way to start. Uh, so the voice you guys just heard is the voice of Ayo Edebri. Uh, who has written for The New Yorker and is writing on an upcoming show on Comedy Central yeah. with uh, Francesca Ramsey. Yeah, hi. Uh, hi, hey. guys. How Hello. you doing? I'm good. Welcome. I was going to say, how are you? But that's not how podcasts work. No, th- please. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm doing good. I, thank you for asking. I'm, yes, yes. Yeah. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. 
great. I'm yeah. excited to have you on. Thank I'm you for doing I'm excited to be here. This is going to be fun. I can't wait to um, trap a white man. Yeah. So, I mean, thank you for inviting me into that sort oh, of scheme. Of course. That's of exciting to course. me. Of course. Pleasure to have you. <laughs> um, the next voice is a uh, very, I guess you haven't heard his voice yet, but you will very shortly. Uh, the next voice you will hear is a very funny stand-up comedian all around New York City uh, and good friend of mine, Mr. Otto Fernandez. How you doing, Otto? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me. Of this course. is going to be fun. I'm hoping I don't sound weird. I'm thinking... Yeah, I don't have headphones, so I'm like, yeah, this is it, guys. This is my real voice. Mm. Do you think that all the time? Only when I do podcasts. Okay. I get very weird, but mm. not in a weird way. Like, I'm going to make this uncomfortable, but I'm just like, internally. That's the, sure. Those are the words of someone who's going to make this uncomfortable. Oh, without <laughs> I knew it as soon as I said it, that this was not a good move. A hundred percent of the times that somebody has said, I'm not going to make it uncomfortable, it's Promptly gotten uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, well, Otto, well, you, why? <laughs> why did you do this? Yeah, you know, like it's better we get out of the way now rather than any time after this. Those so. are the words of someone who just made it uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Look, better we get it out of the way now. Um, which is also what I guess Christopher Columbus said, or somebody. I don't know. Mm. Um, I tried. <laughs> I was like, I was hearing you do the transition, and I was like, "What's it gonna be?" Look, you know what? I d- I've done a lot of these at this point. It's um, it's not always gonna hit. You know, I, I'm honored that this the song that came before you said "Dark Tank," uh, that we're on the episode that that was very long. Uh, the, the yeah, the sound clip or cue that you used was the longest I've ever heard. Yeah, uh, you mean <laughs> on this the one? No. <laughs> yes, this one. Is that the one you're referring to? That's the one. A okay. fun little to. trivia fact. That's actually my voice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which is incredible. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's beautiful. I do want to say you had so long to sneeze during that song. That song is five to seven minutes mm-hmm. well, at look, least, and you could have sneezed <laughs> then. My body chose its time. I'm okay, sorry. true. Okay, fair. Also, you announced sneeze and then, yeah. My, well, I knew I mean, what was happening. Listen, I, I don't know I don't know how you know wise it is to already start uh, policing a black body as you're <laughs> about to give us. Yeah, James, you suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. To give us this hot take on protesting. Obviously, I'm impartial. I'm just, Again, I, you know. So impartial. Clearly uh, yeah, impartial. I'm just, I'm just fascinated that by coming that. from a neutral place. Yeah. Right. It's something okay. that fascinates me. I'm interested. I have never been more excited to, to be <laughs> Look, I'm re- very excited to have yeah. you and I think uh, it's roughly time to turn it over to you before we begin um, uh, you know there have been a lot of protests recently we're all aware of that uh, I was in Harlem when when some dude smashed the window of a chase bank yeah. that was a very exciting moment for me um, I was just there I didn't participate but I'm not going to say it wasn't dope Um, and you know that's all the news focused on for a long time Mm -hmm. but there are a lot of things to be accomplished uh, that could have been accomplished from that uh, protest that were not and I feel like um, you know 
just a thing to think about before you pitch us some. I always want to go to more protests. I always feel like I I I I don't go to enough. But, like, when, like, the big Black Lives Matter things were, like, happening and all those protests were happening, and also the Women's March. I remember, like, there were three specific big ones, and I was, like, working at a restaurant at the time, and I, like, couldn't, like, get anyone to cover my shift, but I also was, like, I like I want to make money. So it was, um, so that's just, like, a little bit about me, I guess, and my yeah. protest history. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, looking outside of the rest, like, the very fancy restaurant I worked at, like, seeing people marching and being, like, solidarity. <laughs> I always think about the people that are still in those restaurants. I'm like, do you support this just by virtue of being on the path? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you have to? Right. Or right. are there people that kind of get upset about them? I don't know. Yeah. I truly don't know. Um I found I found New York protests are always just co- sort of just a fun little gathering more than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, except that one. That one was <laughs> that, one was, that one was exciting. That one was dope. Some dude tried to set a bunch of trash on fire and Did he you know he no plastic is not really that flammable. Yeah. Um but he tried and it was beautiful. Um so James I'm going to turn it over to you. Um just I mean we try so hard and it seems like white people are never satisfied by the way that we choose to protest sometimes it's violent it's not always uh throwing a trash can through a chase bank window as dope as that is um so what do you think we should do what are our what are our options here great so i am going to focus on the second part of what you talked about which is Mm -hmm. white people never feeling satisfied with how a protest goes Mm -hmm. um so you know, I, I want to be clear. I think that protests are like powerful, beautiful things. That uh, so I'm not going to be telling people how to protest, okay. uh, but because I'd like to know. <laughs> I mean, we can get to some of those, but I do think that what I can best uh, pitch is the ways that uh, protests are like viewed by white people as they are seen as never being enough. Right. So the the it's always kind of the the goalposts um, kind of move right, mm-hmm. so they're like, hey, you need to protest peacefully, and then Colin Kaepernick takes a knee, and they're like, not like that, and then mm-hmm. you know somebody like writes on a sign, and they're like, not in the written word, like my children can read that, please mm-hmm. don't do that. It's always like a new thing, right? So, and I believe that like commenting on how someone protests is just a way that you don't have to deal with what the protest is actually talking about. Like, there's a reason why there's not protests on Yelp because it's not there for you to review, right? It's not there for you to to comment on. It's there to be a tool to start a different conversation. So, um, and I think that the hard part about protests as they currently stand is that they are often having to prove a point but also educate, usually educating white people at the same time. So that's a lot of like work and energy that is expended at any given time. Um, And I think that, you know, Instead of just being able to say, say, hey, this is wrong, protesters are also having to say, hey, this is what's going on, and it is wrong. Uh, so it is not a good use of energy, uh, and it's not letting protesters do what they do best, which is protest and say, hey, this thing that's happening is wrong. So – and so the kind of – the analogy that I have for this, just so that we have like a common framework – uh, in my mind is like it's essentially like a black person saying to somebody like hey my jacket is too small 
and to most people that everyone would be like, yeah, your jacket looks too small. But for a white person, they'd have to explain it by being like, hey, it's cold outside and my jacket is too small because white people have privilege and they don't have to go outside. So they wouldn't even know that this is the case. And then white right. people use that to like turn the situation around to be like, actually, I don't think it's that cold. Right. Which is like right. kind of a form of gas. I know that was like a metaphor, but I've, I'm, I'm not convinced white people ever have to go outside. I, they don't. Yeah, I used to be Postmates. White people stuff. do not. They will make you bring them Chipotle that's down the block oh, yeah. I, yeah. and yeah. walk up five flights of stairs. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, but continue. So, hey, continue. Yeah, I think that <laughs> most of my analogies will probably just become real Real things. facts. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not great at analogies. Uh, so anyway, uh, so my belief, uh, just so you kind of know where I'm coming from, is I think that white people don't have the framework to understand what protests are actually talking about. Uh, and I think they don't have the skill set to do anything about it, and they because they have the privilege to be able to opt out of learning those things. So they don't have to engage with the actual issues, so they've opted out. So I am pitching an organization that is go- that's whole thing is to help protesters just be able to do with, like to be able to point out what's wrong, to be able to do what they do best, uh, and take care of the education side of white people. We all know that white people are not going to be receptive to this, mm-hmm. uh, so it's going to be have to done secretly. So, okay, here we go. This is an underground organization uh, that secretly wages war on the white mind. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay? Um, it is oh called the Whiteness Inception Program, uh-huh. um, which was supposed to be a play on the Witness Protection Program that got away from me. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> But it is an acronym for WHIP. For yep. WHIP. Yes. Hmm. So, that's oh. interesting. And that's noted. Oh. And that's noted. It's Wh- just noted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, imagine CIA agents during the Cold War, but their whole job is to fight racism and to prepare. CIA pro- like the entertainment agency. CIA. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, write that, yeah write that down. That was just a reminder that I'm involved in the industry. Yeah. Ah. CIA. Who represents me? I just want to be very clear. Shout out to my representation. Um, uh, I don't have representation. If you're listening, I. Feel free to contact me. Um, <laughs> CIA yeah. agents during Cold War, mm-hmm. but the their job is to fight racism instead of communism uh, and to prepare protesters to be successful, right? Mm-hmm. So there are three branches to the organization. There is the media branch. There is the community outreach branch. And then there is the supernatural branch. Okay. What's the, mm-hmm. okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work through it here. So the media branch is going to slowly create a secret media empire that is – getting into white people's brains and creating things on their level from people they trust. So it's like giving them the vocabulary so that they can participate in these dialogues. So, for example, Black Lives Matter was brought up earlier. Um, White people, a lot of white people uh, were very scared by that phrase or chose to not actually engage with what the conversation was about. Uh, they wouldn't even say the phrase Black Lives Matter in many cases. Uh, they, so they were kind of intimidated by it. They would be much less intimidated by it if there was a country song, a smash hit country song about Black Lives Matter. So it's catchy. Maybe it's called Hands Up, Don't Shoot uh, or something of the sort, right, that is very catchy, that they sing, and then suddenly there's a protest happening, and they hear it, and instead of being like, shut it down, they're like, hey, we got something in common, right? And so they're suddenly into the thing, and they don't even know that this happened. Side note, country song would be difficult to go about, but I have some ideas of how we could do that. We can come back to that later. 
Um, cool. So they're going to build an empire. That is also where a lot of the money for this organization is going to come from, is from slowly building a media empire is going to be that. Great. The other part is the community outreach. This is where we are going to create undercover agents and we are going to send them out into white communities just the way that undercover uh, CIA agents would have infiltrated the Soviet Union at one point. Okay, so this is going to be people who live amongst just normal white people, uh, but they are slowly and slyly educating them on things. So, for example, right, you, there, mm-hmm. there is the... Um, if you say to a white person something about white privilege, usually they're like, hey, um, they'll say something along the lines of, are you saying I haven't worked for stuff or my ancestors haven't worked for things? Have you said I ha- Are you saying I haven't had a hard life? But imagine how different that conversation would be if they've had a friend of like 10 years and at a barbecue, that friend was just like, hey, man, you ever heard of intersectionality? And so just he brought it up and they slowly talked about it. So later when somebody brings up white privilege, he's a little more open to it because his buddy's into it, right? right? So that's slow undercover. The last one is the supernatural branch. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. We know that there are just going to be some people who are going to shut down protests and they're very powerful uh, and they are very rich. Jerry Jones right now uh, is the one who's in the news for for working to do that very publicly. He has a lot of money and he has a lot of power, so he doesn't really have to engage with anybody, right? Mm -hmm. So the supernatural is saying that, yes, a rich person might not listen to a person of color, but you know who they will listen to? Ghosts, okay? (laughs) They will do it all the time. So this is is the branch that purely creates – like Christmas Carol like experiences for rich people and just shows them the flaws in their ways Mm -hmm. uh, so that they're just scared shitless Mm -hmm. and they turn, they turn it around. Okay. Mm. It's a supernatural branch. That's for the only the most extreme cases of this. And in your mind, an extreme case would be Jerry Jones. Great. Uh, He owns the Patriots, right? Jeff Bezos. Absolutely. Right. So this is who, this is, that is the level of power that we're speaking about here. So, the, the whole goal of what I'm pitching in this organization is it is saying protests are good as what they are. And I think that it's almost creating a free market of protests because you're removing obstacles for protesters to actually become more creative and do what they do better because they're no longer having to just expend emotional energy educating white people. Join me on this journey. Wow. Okay. Right. Um Let's uh, let's go ahead and open it up to the panel. What do you guys think about this? Um, thank you so much for your ambitious pitch. I want to say first of all, um, I, I I I have a few questions. Yeah. Um, and uh, I guess I'll start. I'll go in. Oh, well, I I guess we we'll, we'll, we can start at the at the top. Um, we described the organization as the CIA for racism, and so that <laughs> the that, CIA. I mean, That's... right. So sort sort of the CIA. I I do wonder, you know, just about general recruitment. Mm. What 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 is the base of this program going to be looking like? Great. I'm glad that you asked that. Thank you so much. Um, so the organization uh-huh. is uh, compl- like all of the executive levels, uh, mid-management, all of this stuff. Uh, it's run by people of color so that they are uh, choosing the direction of this organization and they're, they're able to decide what is actually the best use of resources for this organization. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the agents, they are going and they are getting what I am calling the new at-risk youth. 
And what what I mean by the new at-risk youth yes. is that these are white kids who are at risk uh-huh. of becoming racist. Oh, wow. They okay. are at risk okay. of this. Okay. And they, they are looking. All right. They are looking for meaning uh-huh. in their life, so they might later become this. So you swoop them up. Wow. You And you train them mm-hmm. in the wrong. They're looking for meaning. You kind of create okay. a gang for them. <laughs> But it is for good, right? It's like, right. <laughs> Gangs for good. And then you send them back out into the communities. Yes, it is capturing children. It's uh, kind of what I'm describing. Okay. So, but for sure. it's for good. Okay. Okay. So this is like a bizarro Hitler Youth type of thing. Slightly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hitler Youth, but make it good. But make it good. Right. Okay. It's for good. Right. It's for good. Okay. It's the um. very basic philosophy of Hitler Youth, which is get them young. Yeah. Which does not entail any political things necessarily. Here's here's what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm what I'm getting at, maybe it doesn't like I can be flexible with what the actual like how we package this mm-hmm. if we, if it makes people uncomfortable. <laughs> but what what I'm saying is that I believe that there is a a young age in which um white people, yeah. specifically young white men are looking for like meaning and belonging and I think mm-hmm. that you could lure them in with like a session say the session is like how to how to respectfully talk to women and have fun doing it right and they come okay. in and they're like this sounds good and then from there you slowly start to segue into the them learning, feeling like they belong somewhere, and then you begin to break down their character, retrain them as agents, and then send them out into the world. Okay. Okay, okay so I feel like you have to start pretty young for that type of brainwashing, so I think maybe a couple years younger than the Hitler Youth, so we could call them the Littler Youth. The Littler Youth. The Littler Youth. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. I, I actually, I don't know. I, I uh, After hearing this sort of uh, take on your pitch, I am interested. I am interested in, let me like, keep going, in, uh, you know, possible tactics even akin to um, the U.S. Army, I would even say. Do we have uh, connects in the video game industry? Mm, Do we have uh, connects in uh, TV? I, I, I'm just thinking, I'm thinking, I'm considering... I'm impartial. Yeah. <laughs> I like to add on to what you were saying just please, now, Ayo, about like, I'm concerned about the media outreach because I feel like what we're talking about right now plays into that. If you're going to get these kids young, mm-hmm. okay, so are you thinking of starting a separate network, like a separate TV channel or streaming service to reach out to the new at-risk youth, or are you just going to go for existing networks and sort of like yeah. sneak your way in there? Great, great question. So this is going to be... Um, I imagine this organization is not going to have their own network. Mm-hmm. They are not going to have any of this own stuff. It's going to be much more subtle than that. It's going to be kind of like how at one point the mob would kind of control the recording industry in various I ways. I remember that. Right. Um, I remember. Okay. So it's going to be kind of that it functions behind the scenes in a way. And it's and it's it's not going to be a huge shift like in in kind of the programming as it exists. It's going to use structures that are already in place but then essentially weaponize them to change white people's minds wow. so okay. and another example of this would be the show 24 uh-huh. right I remember which is about terrorism mm-hmm. right okay. they've talked about bringing that back again mm-hmm. so they would bring it back if 
the wait bring back the show or bring they, back terrorism no they would they would they've okay. talked about bring back the show okay. 24 it yeah, is yeah. an important distinction yeah, okay. yeah it yeah. is yeah. very it's important i would say the terrorism in the world hasn't gone away yeah. uh, i would argue that as well yeah, I, this is 24, I'm just, you know harping on yeah. i'm an english minor so yeah, no. <laughs> dangling modifiers wow. really. um, wow. so they want they've there talked about bringing back the series 24 <laughs> i am proposing that the whole season uh-huh. of 24 is against two terrorist organizations okay. that you never see but you get everybody talking about it where you're like who are these terrorists and he's and he's having to fight them and like who are these terrorists and they're referring to them as terrorists but by the end it's revealed that there are two groups of terrorists one of them is real estate developers in a in a gentrifying neighborhood wow. and the other one oh, is okay. a white guy with an AR15 and and oh, those and wow. so all these white people have been referring to them as terrorists the whole time Wow. Um, are you are okay. and, and, and and do you not have any concern, any fear that at that point there might be um what's the phrase for it? Uh, enormous backlash. <laughs> <laughs> Word um, like <laughs> sort of That uh, is a concern of mine as well. Yeah. I'd like to know. I th- I think so I, I've thought about the backlash. Uh, I mm. think I think that there are going to be backlashes. I think that the the more <laughs> subtle things can backlashes. be backlashes. <laughs> is that what you said? <laughs> Pardon? And the uh, return to whip. Where whip comes in? Whip. Whip facing serious backlash for whiteness inception program. What exactly are they incepting? The white mind. leather into the white mind. backs. Uh, okay. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I think it'd be better if you just called I think, it by a different name. Maybe underground could be. I think I feel like yeah. the the nomenclature is a big part. Of it's the just, problems it's a part. It's a part this. of. It's also a part. There were uh, weaponized was a phrase that you was, used at one point. That was alarming. Um, that was a little bit alarming. Um, I I do want to talk about uh, outreach though. Um, what I won't, I honestly have no notes for the supernatural part of the pitch. Um, I, it's perfect. So if anybody does, obviously feel free to jump it. But I, I would like to talk about the outreach part. Um, yeah, for sure. Because uh, you know uh, that 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 friendship uh, pitch w- was a bit. I, I you know again I thought oh the backlash and then I thought you know also family but if if uh, a part of your outreach program or ideal is is that incorporating the um, quote new at risk youth unquote the, end the quote not unquote. I think that a lot of the uh-huh. undercover agents would have initially okay. been brought in yes. through the very like the uh, American style. Yes. So this okay. is a very long... the American style. Yes, like just like the show, the Americans that it would be that okay. sort of thing. But my my thought is this: protesters are the one who are ultimately going to have the important conversations. But I believe that white people will be more open to those conversations if they have heard their friends and the people that they trust say and have some of these conversations. They need to be primed to hear Ah, some of this stuff. So it's creating a framework for them to actually have the meaningful conversation later on. They're not having to be educated from zero. They already kind of know what some of these things are. Okay. Okay. So I'd like to – what about, um, say, education? Because I, I, I've found, mm-hmm. like, in a lot of cases, people tend to believe their teachers more than the people around them in their community. Have you thought about implementing any sort of, like, education program? I have thought about education programs, and I think that this is an important part of the community outreach mm-hmm. section. I do think that it will face um, the same types of criticism that the media part is going yes. to have, that there yes. are going to be pe- – I mean – if white privilege is taught in schools currently, parents like lose their mind mm-hmm. about this thing. So, mm-hmm. yes, 
over time in terms of like media and having some of these undercover agents, those conversations should become easier. But also as the media part grows and there's more money, you can start to create some curriculums that are having meaningful conversations around even just defining privilege as it is. Because I think that, you know, people with privilege aren't able to engage with some of this other stuff because they've never had they, – they, they are able to opt out. Okay. So curriculum okay. creation would certainly be part of this. Okay. Yeah. I will say it's a positive for me that uh, the entire framework of this is supposed to be, you know, it feels like it's trying to reduce the, like, the emotional labor mm-hmm. that people of color usually have to do. So I think that that's a positive. I do worry, though, about your your lack of experience mm-hmm. in, so, in sort of um, – this this venture In creating underground yes. organizations and so i yeah. do yeah. wonder um would you ever who have any outreach be it to poc with organizing experience um russian spies yeah i think that there is going to have to be uh, a, a time period of intense research okay. Uh, okay and i do think like i said i i don't imagine myself as kind of the decision maker of this organization mm-hmm. um i think that this organization needs to be headed up by people of color probably people who are very good at organizing as it already is because the, those are people who are going to be better able to allocate resources within this organization mm-hmm. also there's a lot of money to be had in this once we've made an, a media empire. Ah. So uh, putting people in those kind of positions right. would mean great things uh, for the people who are in those positions. I do think there needs to be intense research. I think that uh, anybody, like I think Russian spies, mm-hmm. I think uh, American spies, mm-hmm. I think organizing needs to happen. Mm-hmm. I think uh, organized crime should be talked to. I think the mob, wow. I think okay. the Yakuza should be spoken wow. to. Wow. Think, wow. Like, okay. I, no, and this there. is just in terms of how do you function in the background uh, while still being able to run stuff. I'm not... He's brought on as sort of consultants. Yes. Yeah, consultants. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so have you cons- have you considered the possibility of like a sort of a counterintelligence situation? I mean, we're, I'm not going to pretend the American government isn't privy to that sort of thing. Are you, right. are you, have you considered a COINTELPRO sort of situation? What do we do in that situation? I'm, situ- I'm going to make... Phones get tapped, you know. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to say. I feel like that already happens. Right. Right? Okay. That, the, that right now the American government uses their intelligence to go against people who are protesting as it exists. Right? What? So you think about the tapping of phones during the civil rights movement. That's a thing that most certainly happened. Right? Mm-hmm. Like all of that type of counterintelligence and those is, is, I would say, is already happening just in terms of like – um, like Sean King not being able to enter the United States when he comes back, like on right. a flight, like that's already happening, right. right? So I think what I'm saying is that protests are at a disadvantage because they're they don't have anybody doing that for them. So I do think that that is a, is a concern, mm-hmm. but I would say that it's already happening. So the planning of this organization would already be taking that into account. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, are we satisfied? With yeah, the panel? I, I I think uh, mentioning Sean King was was very good because uh, it mm-hmm. it made me think of uh, Sean Kingston first, and I got really worried. <laughs> <laughs> and so just tugging at whatever place in my emotional heartstrings that was, I right. I think that was I mean that was a smart approach. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I um, 
you know, it it sort of resonated with me as well, which I think is a shady move. I don't appreciate it at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so points off for that. Like, oh, okay, all right. What yeah. you're trying to do. Yeah, um, we're not operating on the same grading scale. Yeah, you don't have to. You tell already. It's on a it's on a curve. Yeah, I mean, I, I, as we're nearing the end, and you're looking to make decisions, and, and you're thinking about it, I also mm-hmm. intentionally made three branches. So if you each ah, want to invest in a branch, that wow. is also an option that I would be open to. Interesting. Okay, I will okay. definitely invest in the media branch, media outreach portion. Wow. Oh, wow. And you were coming quiet and you came in hot. In hot. In hot. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, with the enthusiasm. So you I want feel to like we haven't before, heard much from But like before I invest, I would like to say or ask a couple of things. Oof. Great. Question. Yeah. Uh, Sesame Street. Reading Rainbow, <laughs> Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, uh-huh. all shows that already exist, uh-huh. and white people who grew up when those shows were on the air still turn out racist. So, mm-hmm. do you have any ideas for shows or new shows that you could come up with that could dissuade, using your terminology, the new at-risk youth? Mm. Well, I think that the... I think some of the shows that you're that you're talking about, certainly people who watch them still come come out to be racist, but I think that once they stop watching those shows um, and they head back to their family and their schools, they're, hinter- they're heading back out into a world that uh, enables their racism or encourages it in some cases. So uh, I think that part of this would be making sure that shows like that uh, can continue uh, that those shows are actually supported. They get uh, sexy. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that right. they get sexy. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. So um, as those things get sexy, uh, then be, then people, uh, as as people grow, they head out into the world, there's actually almost a pipeline for them to keep on the right path. Okay. 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 So if there's sort sense. of a, a school away from prison pipeline. A school to prosperity pipeline? School to prosperity I would almost say. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Like the way I'm seeing that, like I guess over time, as the years go by, just adding more and more people of color to Riverdale, to the point where like Archie's the only white character left. I don't know if that would help. I would certainly enjoy that. Only because you couldn't explain a black guy with red hair. It wouldn't make sense. (laughs) It just wouldn't work. It It simply wouldn't work. Yeah, I I think that that I think you know that that is the type of thing we'd be looking to accomplish. Okay. Okay. And something that you said earlier that I really liked that makes me want to invest. Sneaking your way in subtly through like existing kind of ideas, mm. like you were talking about doing a country song earlier. Yeah, yeah. that's sort of like for white people to sort of like subtly plant in their heads, like, hey, right. you know, like it's got to be catchy as hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got to got to talk a lot about uh, jeans, mm. pickup trucks. Yes, absolutely. Black people wear jeans too, <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Somebody so, writing this down? I feel somebody like, writing I think we have line one. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, it's gotta be apple bottom jeans, I think, for the for the for sake sure. of the song. Just a for bit like of, a bit of a merger. Yeah. But just very subtle. Yeah. Oh. All know? subtle. All subtle. Okay. It's got the draw. Okay. That is uh, just like the, the country got them apple bottom jeans. Wow, there he is. Yeah, there <laughs> it is. There yeah. it is. Yeah. Mm, boots with the fur. I feel like we just like okay. if we could find a way to get T Pain involved with this. This will make things a lot easier. I yeah, think. I think you got to keep T Pain's face off of it. I do I think, too. I think and I and I also was thinking this isn't this isn't something for Darius Rucker. I this agree. isn't something for even who I love, Casey Musgraves. This is something for Florida Georgia Line. 
this yeah. is yes. something for... I think Chris Stapleton is a good candidate. Wow. My, yeah. So my the person that came to mind for me right off was Alan Jackson. And Alan Jackson has come up with songs after numerous American tragedies. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. Uh, why would he not oh, have a tragedy? Good. We wow. can hold it against him to be like, hey, you've ha- you've sang tragedies after all these other things. Isn't it also a tragedy that this many unarmed black people are being killed? Okay. Sounds yeah. like a tragedy all to right. me. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And then he's the one who does break, it. I think if we can break through that one, uh, yeah. that one interaction, yeah. Yeah. That's if we can big, also find a, a way, point. I mean, we didn't really talk much about film, but if we can uh, trick... Clint Eastwood? Mm. Oh. Mm. You had me. Oh, he's a very (laughs) trickable man. (laughs) (laughs) He's a very trickable man. It does feel like it's like in this, like this is a universe where um, 12 Strong, the true declassified stories of the horse soldiers, if that movie came out and was a good movie, you know what I mean? Then Mm. we could be closer to some sort of racial harmony and understanding in this country because that was a very diverse cast yeah we had the we had we had uh the, the guy from moonlight we had mm-hmm. uh michael uh not michael stuhlberg michael shannon uh mm. michael pena so you're wow. saying that if this had been higher quality correct got it and yeah, maybe I, I think, if yeah i think ron howard directed it oh wow and i love him and he's a white people darling. and he's a white people darling yeah. but maybe if we had clint on the project Mm. You'd have had what? something. This just <laughs> in a minor role because he can't have any control. No, 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 no. But to trick Clint Eastwood would be uh-huh. the thrill of a lifetime, Absolutely. wouldn't it? A chair did it, so <laughs> <laughs> so he, I think, uh, yeah, I think <laughs> we have the tools. Yeah, <laughs> I truly collapsed. There's no way to describe it other than hearing that and collapsing within myself. Wow. Um, okay. Okay. Well, I think we're uh, coming to the end. Can we mm. get final judgments? Otto, I think you're in the middle of making your uh, final call. Yes. I am definitely on board with investing in the media outreach of your plan. I like it a lot. Uh, yeah. Do I say a number? Yeah. Just, um, okay. you know, just approximate it in whatever fictional terms you can uh imagine. Otto is writing down a number. Are you about to slide it across the table to me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, he is. That was it sliding across? That was it sliding. Okay, it says okay, 500,000. I'm assuming American dollars. Yes. Uh, Okay. Times 10. Great. Okay. Wow. Times Times 10? If I had the money, that's how much I would give. Fuck it. Five million. Let's speed up this process of getting at the new average view. It's a strong start. It's a strong start. Okay. Great. And also, I think that's the highest amount in Monopoly in terms of bills or some board game I'm thinking of. Anyway, that's still the amount. Okay. Okay. Great. Wow. Wow. Um, Gorgeous. Aya, what do you think? Uh, I'm very impressed by the media outreach program. I would like to invest 200,000 British pounds into that program. I would like to invest 1 million pounds Mm. into the community outreach program. Okay. And I would like to invest one billion dollars into the supernatural. <laughs> oh, completely forgot about the supernatural. I would like to invest one billion dollars, yeah. U.S. 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 U.S.D. into the supernatural program. Yeah. I want you to give Jeff Bezos the fright of his life. <laughs> Do you have any ghosts in mind? Any famous people you would consider for this? 
Oh, I mean, I think that it's all going to be based on A Christmas Carol. I think there's going to be a lot of past, present, future yeah. going okay. on. And That's brilliant. Okay. Yeah. I yes. want every single Hollywood medium. I want Marlon Brando's ghost. I want every. <laughs> I want high quality, and I'm and I'm putting my faith in the ghost program. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think um, I think with the three of these branches mm-hmm. comprehensively, yeah. I think we could um, pose a direct assault. On Jeff Bezos personally. Okay, I well, think, I mean, with the between media, yeah, you go straight for Amazon yes. Prime. Yeah, you know that's like yeah, direct attack. Mm-hmm. I think we need our own screenwriting program. Yeah, I think we need we our own streaming service. Yeah. We need our own television channel. He doesn't have that. He, he doesn't, doesn't have that. that. Are you listening, Jeff? Are you listening? Are you listening? He can hear it. He's he, like he just and, shot up in his bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Someone threatened my empire <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> we definitely got to go after Elon Musk and make him suffer a little bit. I absolutely, oh, I think yeah, very yeah, much. Sure. Yeah. As far as um, community goes, I think that that goes um, that becomes people not shopping at Whole Foods. Wow, that's mm. people go uh, supporting their local bodegas, and okay. I think that's a that's a matter of the little fruit man vendors on the street buy yeah. some fruit from them. Absolutely, Hello, Kurt, guys, absolutely, and I think that's a matter of um, our literal literal youth being mm. indoctrinated <laughs> early into the ideas that. Those bodega guys are friendly, which they are. Which they yeah. are. They They're say nigga sweet. a lot, but they are very nice people. Mm. Uh, I mean, yeah, having conversations about gentrification uh, and white people's role is going to – should be significantly easier if they are surrounded by people who are – like by their friends who are ha- having those conversations. Absolutely. I, I would like to make one note. Yes. Um, while I do love the name of literal, littler youth, we are. I think we're seeing that it is a little bit difficult to say. It in is. addition Littler. to evoking something, I think littler, maybe. and and maybe even I think that's close to something else too. And so here's my pitch: the tiniest youth. Yeah, I think I'm into that. Yes. I think it does need to be said as the tiniest. Youth. Like you have, have to go yeah. up. You the have to go up. Yeah. The tiniest. Yeah. Youth. Yeah. yeah. Just so yeah. it sounds not threatening. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I also think as long as we're going to have guns in the streets, I think I think making um, as far as just the attack, this attack on Amazon, I think making uh, like drone skeet shooting a thing. Mm. I think wow. that's, you know, okay. you know, yeah, just get, spreading that around. And that is cross cultural as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody. That's fun for everyone. Fun for everyone. Oh, you know? yeah. Mm. I feel like people could really come together over that. One. Yeah. That I is mean, also it, a thing that like. Rich people love to do it. Poor Absolutely. people love to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you listen to Fox News, you'll know black people love shooting guns into the air. It's true. So, <laughs> According yeah, to Fox course. News. Yeah. So. Is it bullets? Um, is it fireworks? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We can all have yeah. fun. And um, just to round it out, I think the supernatural aspect of it, brilliant. Gorgeous. Um, I, I just love the idea of attacking Jeff Bezos personally in his home. In his um, dreams. <laughs> yeah. And I... Th- I it gives me chills. <laughs> now, does Ghostbusters stream on Amazon Prime? That's a concern. Mm, I don't know. I don't believe it does. I honestly don't But I don't think, think it's worth investigating. Okay. Um, but to that effect, I think I'm interested in, because this is a comprehensive idea that I appreciate very much, and I appreciate the effort that you've put into it, mm. I'm willing to invest $50 million Wow. American... 
sandwiches. Oh wow! Oh. No, it's dollars. <laughs> well, sandwiches it, probably like for, six to eight dollars each, so that was going to be. Well, so that would have been a lot more. More than that, more yeah. value. Yeah. So, um, fifty million USD uh, for a controlling share of this company. I think 51%, at least, I'd like to still have you around and have your input. Oh, my God. I didn't yeah. ask for controlling share. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. I was implied when I said it, right? I, I, didn't that was, say I it, assumed yeah. 100%. With the media, I would like to right? oh, okay. oh, oh, my God. I think God. investing my money. Yes, I assumed 100%. Um, <laughs> I want a minimal share. One yeah. billion dollars. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> I want, so I want a controlling share of this company, and I, uh, I want to see this idea thrive. I want to see I'd it like thrive. to see – don't let it go to your head. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I won't. Yeah. You'll I won't. be in a you'll be in a very minimal role in this company. Yeah. You'll be involved. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Know I, mean, that. I think it needs to be. Just I need to that. be built out pretty quickly. Yeah, that's um, gorgeous. Honestly, yeah. I, and you I will be napstered. <laughs> you will. I greatly it. appreciate that attitude. You'll yeah. be a you'll be a welcome uh, part of this company. Um, so I think that uh, I think we've got our our verdict. This. Co- this company's been approved. Congratulations. Well Thank you so much. Congratulations. Well Thank you so much. I think this is the first across the board approval of uh of the show so far. Wow. Oh yeah. wow. So um Again, That's don't let it go to your head. I, yeah. I won't. I, I swear won't. to God. As a group of black people, I don't think we should ever uh give our blanket approval to a singular white person. No, if I see you in but the in street, don't look at don't me. Look <laughs> me in, <laughs> don't do okay. look at me. Don't look me in the yeah. eyes. Yeah. I swear yeah. to God. Okay. You're like Tom from MySpace. Like you're cool, but no one's gonna know what you're up to. You're mm. just gonna yeah. be Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Low key. Low key. Yeah. Low key. Good luck. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you so much. I, <laughs> well, hey, look, we did it. Yeah, we, we did it. We made it to the, the end of another edition of. And there it is. I'm just going to sing real quick. Of. Pardon. Dark Tank. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, where can we find you on the internet? Um, Otto. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Otto Fernandez. You can find me on Twitter at Iowa Debris. And honestly, I'll say it, Instagram too. Great. Mm. (laughs) Uh, You can find me on Twitter uh, at The Jam Ham. Uh, Yeah, that's where I'm at. You couldn't just be James? Uh, well, James Hamilton uh, was taken. By who? By James Hamilton. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, know, I okay. believe it. I believe it. Uh, yeah. Uh, guys, that has been the show. I appreciate you all listening. Uh, stay tuned for another edition of Dark Tank when it comes out in the future. <laughs> Good night. Welcome to Brain Machine Network.com. This February, history will be made. Millions will watch as 80 years of unjust stigma is left in the past. A product that drove good people to the black market will be revealed as one that's creating a new global market. This February, what inspired the symbol of counterculture? 
will at long last be seen as just culture. The new normal is coming. Will you be one of the first to see it? Visit MedMen.com to watch an exclusive preview. There's a difference between do-it-yourself and do-it-for-a-living. At The Home Depot, we get that. And we're here to help pros get the job done with the products and brands you trust. Technology to keep your job on track. Job site delivery to save you time. And bulk pricing on over 4,000 items every day to save you money. When you've got a job, we're on the job. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. More doing. 